marshmallow, bro. Mm. Love that. <laughs> really aggressive that. marshmallow on the nose. Straight mallow, huh? Yeah, I don't have headphones, so I wasn't able to listen, but I did get a good chuckle when I was making that earlier. It's straight mallow. I honestly didn't even know what he was talking about. I pretended to on that episode. Uh, when we were, it was from the Family Tradition show, and we were talking about um, uh, Coco Nilla, uh, Family Tradition. Oh, so does it mean marshmallow? I, that's what I gathered just from rehearing it back. I, I thought it was about puffier coat. I, I don't know. His Family Tradition was the last one. I thought he was just a big fan oh. of Sandlot. When they talk about making the s'mores and you put the mallow on the graham cracker. You're killing me, Smalls. Uh, Welcome back, everyone. Fresh on the heels of a medal. Yeah. Uh, For Cato. Yeah, um, that medal's awesome. It would be even better if we had video footage. We do have video footage. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone listening doesn't know that. You can't give me shit about not having video anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I can. It's just less relevant. Yeah, it's just wrong now. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're back for another episode, and we've got uh, a crew. So, uh, Jen, Chase, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having myself back. <laughs> Betcha, bud. Uh, so, a little rusty, I suppose, but uh, we're going to jump right in here. Um, I know we've done an, an episode in the past about Cato. Um the beer, not Jen's and Brad's son, but um, we've done an episode in the past about Cato the beer, but we just wanted to, to, to bring it back uh, on the heels of a silver medal at Great American Beer Festival. So, Danny, this was a, an idea you had, and um, let's just jump right in. What does, from a, from a brand perspective, between you and Jen here, what does something like the recognition of, of everyone's hard work uh, in the form of a medal at a national or a, an international competition do for the brand itself from your y'all's perspective? Nothing like just start heavy for Yeah, me. jump right in. <laughs> um, well, I say all the time there's, there's a lot about going in, about building a brand, and I think um, there's something to be said about someone else saying they have confidence. It's like a third party is saying is saying they have confidence in our beer. So the, to the consumer, they're like, oh, yeah, I already knew I had confidence in their beer already. But now this third party is saying, hey, oh, by the way, these guys really are legit. This is a good beer in general. I, I think there's just something to be said for the consumer to see that value um, from a, basically a third party. It, it always feels good to get recognized, right? Like whether or not... Um, whether or not that affects sales or not, whether or not that affects <laughs> whether or not that affects how we market the beer or our approach with the beer, um, you know, I think it's always like a great rah rah moment to be recognized for you know the hard work that our production staff put into that beer to create a great recipe, to really refine that beer itself, and to kind of get that you know. You know, to get that medal, and I think that, um, you know, I don't want to steal Chad's thunder, but uh, I think we all knew that it was a really good beer, um, and it may not bump the sales of it up a ton, but well, uh, well, does it? We definitely saw a boost this time. 
right? The, fir- the first medal we won was for the French 75, so there was no metric there. We didn't really have it available in market. Um, but there was, there was definitely a little bit of increase in demand. And then online with our, uh, our beer finder on the website, we saw an increase in <laughs> – shout out Eric Burroughs. Um, <laughs> we saw an increase in searches for Cato. <laughs> which I thought was really interesting. Um, from a day-to-day, depending on the account that you're talking to, they may not you know, be as interested in whether it's won a gold medal or not, or a medal. Um, but to the consumer, again, it, it validates, it brings recognition to the brand overall, right? Um, that we're building consistent beers that uh, are being recognized on a global scale as being the highest quality. So... So it does impact sales, if I'm hearing you. I'm about to go full Joe Rogan and just make this interview style here. Yeah. <laughs> it sure as hell it have, sure as hell doesn't hurt. Sure. I, I just have, I agree. I, I, have, I, I think have, it's going to. I think it is going to. But. Well, I have theories and suspicions uh, that are some are fruition and some are not, right? Uh, last month in the tap room, we did almost double the volume of Cato that we did the same month previous year. Wow. So th- that to me, uh, just I- intuitively, uh, would tell me that it that it does right. Now our taproom volume as a whole was up, and, and our brand is is higher recognized. So there's there's some noise there, right? There was also a little bit of COVID left at this time last year. Yeah, and by no means was I like discounting that it would affect sales or not. I was just more. My point was kind of getting towards like I think that it's a great internal thing for us and. Um, I don't want to discount how much it means to all of us for, you know, a beer like that to get recognized. And um, I think it's really cool that it's, you know, a canned beer that is semi-available, you know, in draft almost year-round and then periodically, like, in cans too. So um, I just think that's a really cool concept and uh, really unique award for us to get. I totally agree. I would say – to Chad's point, the last beer that won was French 75, which we didn't have the ability to, to benchmark. I probably would have told you that the, the best value to come out of that is rewarding our team for the hard work. Um, and I, that still might be accurate. I, I guess, frankly, what I'm saying is I'm a little surprised at, at the recognition that it, that it did drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think we, we get honed in, right? We get honed in, in, in our world. And in our world, these competitions matter. Uh, but I, I often wonder if anybody else pays any attention or, or knows. Um, I would say that based on just that data, that it it boosted recognition, if nothing else, more so than I would have thought. Yeah, I was about to reiterate that, too. I mean, those I, I had no clue about those numbers, but um, that is quite a bigger impact than I would have thought. Yeah. Just because I think even specifically our clientele, maybe more than some other breweries. Like, you know, we get, we have a big happy hour crowd. We have a big, you know, suburban um, crowd that visits us regularly up here. Um, I'm not sure how in tune they are with the beer community, but it sounds like more than I would have given them credit for. Yeah. I, I was, I was, what you said I like the most is, you know, for all of our medals, whether it's GABF, whether it's world beer cup, whether it's, Whatever, Ohio Beer Cup, go, to, go all the way down the list, right? My first text always when we win or phone call always is to our production team. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, you guys deserve this recognition. You make the best beer in the state. Uh, and what you, you kind of reiterated that, right? 
regardless if, if sales went up or not, it's great that they get that recognition. Mm-hmm. And like, I hope that they know that irregardless of winning medals or not, um, you know, I think you three from the top down are good about letting people know, you know, that we're a talented team and recognizing that. So uh, this is just a cherry on top and a nice little motivation heading into 2023 to keep chugging along. Yeah, I, I align more with, with Danny on that. I don't put a lot of weight into the awards. Um, it's great recognition, but if we don't win, because, you know, most years we probably won't win with all the breweries that are entering and, um, you know, we probably won't win. And it's nothing to be disappointed about or to get upset about uh, from a production standpoint because we are making good beer. Um, one thing I do think that that we do put a lot of pride in the fact is that the beer that is being sent out to GABF and all the awards is the same product that our consumers can buy. Um, unfortunately, which I didn't realize until the last couple of years, but a lot of breweries will do a specialty batch or use more expensive ingredients uh, and then send that into GABF. And it's, uh, I just think that's, that's not right because the consumers should be able to see that you've won that award and then, you know, consume the same recipe that's been driven off that award. And yeah, it's a bait and switch to the consumer, right? Yeah. But it's, it's you know something that that we should definitely be proud of. It's a it's a good feather in the cap, and um, yeah, it's nice. It was fun to hear all of the, not all, but you know we have often on this podcast talked about how of all of our beers, Cato has you know maybe the biggest cult following of folks. Like I joke that it you know there's only 20 people that drink this beer and they drink all of it, and that's an extreme exaggeration because a lot of people love this beer, but. Um, it was fun to kind of like rib some of the folks that have been big fans. They're like, yeah, I knew this all along, or I want to try that gold medal beer. There's no way it's better than Cato. And all that I, I've heard stuff. that a lot. Yeah. I, I also would like to try the gold medal beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think this is a really incredible beer, and it's a pretty unanimous beer amongst our team that a lot of folks really, really like it. And I have a couple people in my life that are part of the – uh, Cato cult that thoroughly enjoy it and anytime I post that we have cans of it uh, I'll get text messages within a 24-hour period of like hey I'm swinging by the brewery to grab Cato cans you want a beer um, so I always really enjoy that uh, my buddy Jake Lemire listens to this podcast and he's one of them he loves this beer so that's really cool yeah shout out Braden Hayden Hayden yeah Cato um, Braden yeah Cato yeah. Braden he'll definitely right. be listening to this yeah yeah, after I after I send a message to production team, congratulate them on, on the award. I I also send a message to to Huff for the script mm. script uh, guy who's roasting our coffee. Yeah, um, who yeah. gets here and has the coffee uh, roasted, and within twelve hours we're putting it in the actual product. So, That's which really is cool. it's incredible. It's, it's a really cool wrinkle to that beer too that we do loop in our coffee partners and. Um, a big reason why the beer is as good as it is is because we get it fresh and we're familiar with the product and, you know, we work very closely with the people that roast it. So it's another little layer that's super cool. Yeah, and, and along the same lines of what Chase is talking about with production, right, it's um, something we take a lot of pride in with our beer. They take pride in that as well, and it's a consistent product, right? So which uh, matters for all beer. It also matters uh, even more for a beer in which you're adding something like coffee to every single time. So for the fact that it does taste the same every single time is is um, really important. I think Huff heard us uh, talking about so it. him walking up. Yeah, he's walking up the stairs now. Now that we have a video podcast, maybe you can pop over for a little bit. But uh, he definitely, his ears were bleeding. There's certainly not room for him at this table. <laughs> no. <laughs> need a bigger table. So if this were, Chad, if I were a consumer listening to this, 
I'm intrigued. This is a beer that uh, Saunders sells. Danny has mentioned that it's available basically year-round in our tap room on draft. What if I can't get to the tap room for whatever reason? I'm looking for it in cans. Uh, what does that look like? How, how, how available is this in cans? Are you just setting me up to go drive you to the website? <laughs> uh, it's funny. You know, obviously, there's an, there's an inside joke element to that, but um, it is an opportunity for you to share a little bit more about how people may be able to either get this beer or some of our others. Yeah, so, you know, recently we've invested in some tools. So you can go on to saunderbrewing.com, and I think we've talked about this in a previous podcast. Go to saunderbrewing.com, and there's a tag at the top that says find our beer. And based on your location, you can search uh, a certain radius, both on-premise, off-premise, drafter <coughs> package, and search by a specific beer. And anything that has been purchased by that account in the last 30 days is going to show up. Not guaranteed to be there. Make sure you call ahead just to confirm. Uh, but there's a pretty strong likelihood that that product will be on the shelf or on the tap line when you show up. Is Cato one of those beers? Yeah, it's, it certainly is. Um, and uh, also coming back in cans here soon. Yeah, so that's, that's very exciting. Love that. Yeah, we love, we love Cato Package. Also an opportunity, if, if you're listening to this, uh, there's probably an opportunity for you to take home a six-stool for the holiday parties out of uh, our tap room. Yeah. Just saying, a little shameless plug there. Great Christmas brunch beer. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a great brunch beer in general. It's even better at, at the holidays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if we had to do top five morning beers, it might be number one and two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, if I'm not mistaken, Cato cans are available, right? We yeah. canned it this week. Um, I don't know if it's hitting distro yet, but um, very timely podcast to be doing this while we got cans available. It's almost like you thought it through. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, what is, uh, as this beer has taken shape, um, does uh, your son, Cato, uh, does he notice? Does he care? Is it just kind of another thing? He's, he's busy in the football world and in high school, so he probably doesn't he, care He much, is but. busy in high school, and obviously he's not 21. He's not going to drink beer. But um, I think at first, when we first did it, he was a little embarrassed. Like, whoa, it's a beer. I don't know about that. But I think there's enough people now that have had Cato the beer that know him, that say things to him, that he's kind of like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, I, I think that's kind of cool. When's Chloe yeah. going to start asking for her beer? <laughs> She already does. I got the out that's trademarked already, so we're awesome. we're good on that. What is the uh, the Venn diagram of people who like know of Cato? Um, you know, the student, the athlete at Kings High, and then the other circle being people who are familiar with the beer, and then like the middle. Like, how many people? Like, what's the big overlap there? I think that would be because like there are a lot of people who I ran into at Kings. Uh, I was working an event at Foling. Uh, with Andrew than I really know, and um, I had someone in the Kings community come up and say, like, oh, yeah, Saunders is, like, my favorite brewery. I live in Mason. Uh, my son goes to Kings, uh, and it was after one of the playoff games. I was like, oh, yeah, were you at the football game last night? He said, yeah, my son's on the team. I was like, oh, cool. Um, you know, my boss is Cato Meisner's uh, mom. He's like, oh, I never put that together. I was like, whoa, really? Yeah. Um, I I think there's still a lot of people. Obviously, Kings is a huge community, even though Cato does stand out a little bit. Um, (laughs) You could say that. But um, (laughs) 
it's a still it's still a huge community. So is Mason, yeah. right? Like, and so there's still tons of people. Um, but I think um, there are a lot of people that know him that come in here and specifically see that and try this beer uh, because they know him or they know us or they know a friend who know who recommends this beer to them. And yeah, I can't wait to have a Kato with him. I know. I know. That's going to be awesome. Maybe one or two. It will be fun. I'm worried about when he's a starting power forward for Duke in a couple of years, the NLI money or NIL money that we're going to have to pay to still have the rights <laughs> to call this beer Cato. <laughs> That's true. It's a tax write-off for me. <laughs> Ultimately, I hope like Cato just knows that, you know, regardless of this beer, he was going to be loved. But he's a loved guy in this community, uh, in this building specifically. Uh, I even think about my dad. Um up dad i know you're listening uh him and i turned on the like king's playoff game uh when kato was playing and we liked watching him so much more than like watching my high school that was playing at the same time that we muted the tv and turned on the sound of my computer that had the king's game on we were just like enjoying that so much like even my dad who you know is loosely involved with us like just fell in love with kato and the beer and the person and the story so Hopefully that continues to translate with this beer. It's fun. He he is a <clears throat> he's a fun kid and he's very very shy. But when he comes in here and he sees these microphones, or he loves podcasts about sports and stats and he loves he he watches them, he listens to them. So if we ever wanted him to talk sports, he would definitely do it, but he'd have to have his back turned to everybody. <laughs> but he could talk sports with you all day long. Oh yeah. Definitely statistics. He loves football. Um, he's definitely a study, so I think hopefully eventually he'll learn how to study beer a little bit more. But we'll see. Well, he's been he's been uh, back working in production already. So that is true. Yeah, that is that's true. a good point. Um, uh, we got video now, Danny. So I got to be careful about that. Yeah, I, still need to, I need to workshop that a little bit. Um, I think I will be still doing a little bit of cutting to the video. Um, but it'll be transitioned. So oh, we're being recorded too. It'll be all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the heads oh, up, guys. Oh, we forgot to get your signature. <laughs> oh, you mean? Oh, sorry. You mean the giant camera sitting over there in front of the table? I got you to sign the waiver last week, Chase. Chase. It's a camera. It's not a video recorder. Yeah, it's video recording. Video. <laughs> what are you? Ninety-two years old. <laughs> it looks like we'll a camera. We'll pop it in the VHS <laughs> later. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody wasn't holding it on their shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> That would be funny, though. That would be uh, awesome. If you could do that from now on, Danny, mm-hmm. that'd be fantastic. Just stand behind the camera. I actually wouldn't mind that. I'm a Just, little nervous being in front of it. but Really? Why? I'm so used to being the one behind it. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah you're fine. You've got a face for TV. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I feel like I got, like, suck in my gut now. <laughs> I should have wore Spanx today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, real quick, because um, I'm sure we've had some new... Listeners and now uh, viewers um, that, that maybe haven't listened to the first Cato podcast. Um, for those that don't know, and Jen, you can add any color to this. Um, it's your story to tell. But Cato uh, and where we got that was one of the beers that launched when we opened in 2018. It was one of the first beers that Chase produced on our pilot system. Um, <laughs> air quotes homebrew system in your garage you know a couple of years before we opened um was one of the first beers that you had a vision for was this this kolsch with coffee and what transpired was we used ethiopian coffee 
and named it Cato uh, because Jen and Brad um, adopted Cato from Ethiopia. So um, the full 360 there between the lineage of Cato the person and Cato the beers is a really cool story. I would encourage people to go back and listen to that podcast. If I'm not mistaken, I think even Brad was on that, that episode. I think Brad was on there, yeah. yeah. Um, to I do to talk a, more about it. I do have a question, though. Um, I know I remember, Chase, you talking about it kind of just worked out that you preferred Ethiopian coffee. Yeah. Um, but, like, what was – like, did you have a beer that inspired that idea? Or, mm. like, what kind of came to your mind with that? Because, I mean, if you had pilot brewed that, you know, in 2017 or maybe even 2018, that would have been a little pre the, like, coffee, like, light beer, right. you know. Oh, it, it was. Fad it was. That, we felt, you know, I mean, we were, we were – we felt very much on the front end of that. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's very. It's, I mean, I shouldn't say very, but like you can go to a handful of breweries, especially here in Ohio, for whatever reason, um, and find a similar style of beer. But that's very very recent. Yeah, that was twenty seventeen. Um, it was actually very serendipitous uh, that we ended up using uh, uh, Ethiopian Yurga Chef uh, beans because um, we we tested actually uh, probably three or four different beans. Yeah. Um, and when I was researching the beans, I I liked the uh, the notes of the Ethiopian with, um, uh, it's got like a little bit of a lemon rind uh, peel to it and a little bit of citrus notes. And you didn't, I didn't really want like a, you know, like a coffee, like a big roast coffee flavor. I just wanted something that was light, fruity, and a little bit estery. And the Ethiopian uh, worked out perfectly. I actually get like notes of blueberry. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, the, in the coffee aroma. Well, and, and the base of the beer, too, has a, a touch of ester profile to it as well. Um, yeah, the coffee plays nice with it. And it's, it's nice, light, refreshing, um, crushable. And, and to your point on, on Stephen Huff and, and our script partners, I do feel that, that we've really dialed in, the, the, you working with them, we have dialed in the way that they roast and produce that specific bean, which is... Cato as well. Yep. They sell it as the Cato roast of their Ethiopian beans. Uh, the the marriage between those two products really has come to fruition. Yeah. What I enjoy too that um, Huff was saying that you know outside of this building, there's a couple of bags that do a little better than others. But it's really cool to me. It just proves that correlation is causation here. That uh, the best selling coffee from Script in the Sounder building is Cato and Otto. It makes a ton of sense. I mean, anyone yeah. could have predicted that, but it is just really cool that folks are, you know, sitting there enjoying an auto. It's like, oh, I'm going to take the coffee that they use for this beer home with them. It's almost like a, like, fuller experience of they get to enjoy this beer, but then, you know, if they want to go home and have a cup of coffee in the morning and, you know, kind of have that same experience, they're able to do it. Like, I think that's very, very cool and very unique, and there's a couple of breweries around the country that produce coffee, too, but... It's nice that here in Cincinnati we're able to provide that experience. I think it's a little harder to find a good Ethiopian roast coffee in mm. the Cincinnati area, especially for home. Sometimes places will have it already brewed for you, but I think it's hard to find one that you can take home with you. I know Starbucks used to have one. They got rid of it, whatever. But I, I think nice that it's all kind of always available mm-hmm. for, for the consumer. Well, so you so – In that coffee. You, this is kind of a good, a good segue, so you brought that up. Um, the the Ethiopian culture here in Mason um, is richer than I think some people might think. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, that you and Brad were tied into early on throughout your process of bringing Cato home and into your family. 
Um, talk a little bit about that and uh, the Ethiopian culture that you guys kind of experienced here and, and how maybe that kind of changed or shaped uh, you and Brad early in that process. Um, once we knew we were going to adopt from Ethiopia, we started doing a lot of research um, about the culture, and we knew we wanted to really know um, as much as we could about the people and the culture and the country. Um, and part of that was there was a local community here in Mason that was families who were adopting from Ethiopia. Some Ethiopian-American families were a part of that, even though they did not adopt children from Ethiopia. They had this intense pride of, this is my culture that you're studying, so we'd like to be a part of it. Um, And a number of families from Cincinnati, Dayton, and Columbus, there's actually quite a big um, Ethiopian-American immigrant community in Columbus, um, we would get together quarterly, annually. We, we did a camp. Um, we had dinners where um, some of the Ethiopian-American women literally took us into the kitchen and we cooked for like 24 straight hours. Um, it, it's a very um, different community than you would find here in the United States. I always laugh about our experience. We went to our friend's house for um, a dinner and they invite us over, and they said, oh, come at 4 o'clock. It starts at 4 o'clock. So we get there at 4 o'clock, and literally no one's there. It's just us and them. There's no food. There's no nothing. And, the, and so through our understanding, we got to know a lot more about the um, culture and how um, no one shows up on time. Everyone shows up. Like if they say 4 o'clock, you don't show up at 4 o'clock. You show up at 6 o'clock, and you bring food. It's all finger food. You don't. So I brought something that you needed a fork, and they're like, we don't, we don't have, we're not going to serve forks. You, you should have brought finger food. So just like learning <laughs> so, so They're like eating spaghetti with their hands. Yeah. <laughs> Those and are my kind of people. I mean, Can't like, anything be finger food if you try hard enough? <laughs> that's, right. Right. that's right. Theoretically, yes. But um, they, they would make everything from scratch, and sometimes it took days to make, which is just, it's not an experience that we, that I ever experienced with my family. Um, and it's very still wrapped in the culture that you would see if you were living in Ethiopia, where, like, specifically the women do most of the cooking. The men a lot of times will sit and have coffee. The women roast the coffee. The men drink the coffee. Then later they'll have beer, then coffee. Very late into the night, talking, hanging out. But it's only after the men are served, then the women eat. I made that mistake as well. I ate with the men at one point. It was very embarrassing, but you have to learn somehow, right? But it's wow. very, it's it's not degrading in any way. It's not offensive in any way. It's just beautiful the way their culture handles that. And, of course, the men do a lot for their families as well. It's nothing like they're lazy. They're No, it's not like that at all. It's just it's very respectful. <clears throat> but the roasting coffee ceremony was one of my first really fun experiences where I, my mom never roasted her own coffee. I mean, she did a lot of things, but she never roasted her own coffee. And to, to drink that on the spot was, it, it was just so good. It was like nothing. And I you're not even a coffee before. fan. Like you don't, you don't normally I'm really not. Coffee. Yeah. But if I was going to choose coffee now that I've had it over and over again, I always go to the Ethiopian first. Mm. I, I like the flavors. 
Yeah. So anyway, it was just, it's been really cool to get to know lots of those families and more about the culture. And Do you think that's something, um, is that something that uh, as time goes on that will be more ingrained in your family or is that something like, like how does that, how does, how does that move forward with your family, right? I I absolutely hope that he embraces that at some point. Um, That's one of those things that, you know, you have kids, you, all you can really do is show them. For sure. They have to embrace it in their own way at some point. Uh, We always say Cato's like the most American Ethiopian you'll ever meet because he loves (laughs) cheeseburgers and he hates Ethiopian food. Does he have any desire to go back to Ethiopia and visit it? I think once we brought it up to him once and he started crying. So I don't think he understood sure. what that means yet. But I think I would love to go back with him and yeah. have that experience with and him. And that's heavy, I right? Just think like that's, yeah. Looking in the face of, and, and there's lots of Ethiopian Americans we, that we've introduced him to. It's not the same as going. Sure to where you were born yep. and looking in the face of all these people who all of a sudden look like you and you've never had that experience before. Yep. Yep. Um, so I, th- I think it would be amazing. But again, I want him to say, yes, this is something yeah. I would like to do. And then we'll, we'll help him make that happen. Yeah, for sure. And that's, again, that's, that's heavy for a 16 year old to, to wrap your mind around. Right. Yeah. I, I have to imagine, especially knowing Cato for a lot of his life, like that's something that, as he gets older, that's something that will definitely, I would say, come to the forefront of his mind. Right now, he's not, I mean, he's not thinking about that. He's right the now. most routine right. kid in the world. If he doesn't have Sports Center on when he gets downstairs, he's going to be mad. So I don't think he's going to Ethiopia anytime soon, but you yeah, know. He's been, he's been focused on getting his driver's license yeah. and playing sports and studies, right? Yeah. Like that's right. the life of a high schooler. Yeah. But I, I would imagine that there'll, be, there'll, there'll come a point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's going to feel that that calling, right, to go back and, uh, yeah, I hope so. I, I hope there. he does. Yeah. I hope he eventually says, or even if it's maybe there's a college campus experience or something right. where he's all of a sudden like, "Mom, this is really cool," you know, at Michigan. But you never know. Of course, at Michigan, definitely <laughs> at Michigan. <laughs> if he if he wanted to go to Ohio State, would you go? How would you guys feel about that? Let's just have that conversation right now on this podcast. I, I would be fine with that, of course. <laughs> closer to home, I guess. Yeah, closer <laughs> to home. We, we know a lot of great people at Ohio State, too. So That but, felt like a very, uh, a very nice answer. Yes, but he's going to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I love hearing Cato stories just because uh, him and my brother would have been really good friends. If they had like gone to high school together, they're just so similar. Um, Justin is also like my brother. Justin uh, is you know on the quieter side, but very intellectual. Um, loves sports, and he was one of those guys that um, lived and breathed uh, football and basketball for the majority of his life. Um, and he he also is like kind of a student of you know the sport and. Uh, he actually does have a podcast with his friends about Cleveland sports. Um, and I could see Cato doing that with his friends later <laughs> in life, too. Um, I think Justin and Cato, had they, you know, gone to high school together, would have been really good friends. So it's always fun to kind of hear those stories. Justin's also a very, like, particular eater. He's gotten <laughs> better with age. He was also the kid that ate, like, ketchup sandwiches growing up. 
Like, he just had three things that he liked, and that's about it. <laughs> Your brother uh, is intellectual and super smart and has uh, takes that I would call often, not good. Often bad, but he'll stand by them. I'll never forget. This won't <laughs> he's he's very to, loyal to his takes. This won't mean anything probably to, to many people at this table or maybe to half our listeners. But to those that understand what I'm about to say, we'll get a kick out of, hopefully, the first time I met your brother. Uh, I, I, too, am a, a big sports fan. Uh, I also like to just be obnoxious, even though I don't believe half of what I say. And Justin argued with me to the point that he was, like, shouting <laughs> that Cam Newton was a top three quarterback in the NFL at, at this time. And it was well past his MVP season. Yeah. To the point that when he picked us up that night, we were out. I, I forgot he picked us up. Yeah. <laughs> he picked us up. He didn't want me to ride shotgun. <laughs> he was afraid that I was going to bust his chops about Cam Newton. He's a passionate guy. Um, so if he's listening, if, if Justin, if you're I'll listening, get him to listen. Um, I would like you to know that your sports takes stink. Yeah. But other than that, you're a great dude. I tell him that often. <laughs> um, okay, so... We can kind of tie a bow on the on the Cato the beer conversation as we segue back into that. I would like you guys to know, or, or I would like you guys to share with me, um, if so, is is Cato the beer? Um, we so we've talked about, um, we've heard from many people. I'm getting somewhere with this. I'm having a, I'm fumbling over my words here, but. We've had many people who have come to us since our anniversary when we released Hazelnut Cato, so good. Um, which was um, a, a huge hit, fan favorite. Um, say that they'd like to see us do more of that with Cato. Um, I have one that's in my back pocket, but I'm going to wait. If you guys could do one other coffee variant, whatever, with Cato, what would it be uh, that we've never done? And it could be something simple. It could be... So we've done uh, Cato Latte, Barrel Age Cato Latte. We've done Hazelnut Cato. Uh, what, what is it that you guys would like to, us, to see us do with Cato, the beer? Go ahead, Chad. I'm not going to say pumpkin spice. I'm going to say pumpkin spice. Yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew, I knew Jen was going to say it. I knew Jen would. Damn it. Less, less spice, more pumpkin. Yeah. But pumpkin doesn't really have a flavor, right? Everybody associates, yeah, everybody associates pumpkin pie. It's really like the clove and the allspice and yeah. the things in it, right? Um, so I'm a coffee drinker, but I just drink black coffee. Yep. So for me, it would be like a double Kato. Oh. So just like mm-hmm. more bean, more, co- more pronounced coffee. Coffee <laughs> espresso. Or yeah, like espresso. Es- exactly. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, just a, a double version. Red I mean, there's already two pounds of coffee per barrel. Make it more. <laughs> Make it four. <laughs> Take it to 11, Chase. Yeah, let's go. What are we doing? We would definitely need that circulation tank that we've discussed yeah. in the past. Yeah. Oh, man, I think there's a lot of options. Like, I kind of go back to, um, you know, luckily we have access here to um, – you know, a pretty good, a really good coffee roaster. Um, so I'm often just making coffee at home at this point. Um, but, like, I'll dabble in the, like, seasonal, like, Starbucks releases, you know? Like, I think Peppermint's always a fun one. Cinnamon's always fun. Um, I think there's a lot of, like, subtle adjuncts we could do to it if we ever um, had a Cato Day or something like that. 
Okay. Chase? Uh, I mean, raspberry would be good. Yeah, it would be good. <laughs> Yeah. I think it would be good. I do. I think it would be good. That's the most on-brand thing you've said. Yeah. Anytime we have a conversation like this, and Chase is just like hoping he can pitch raspberry. <laughs> uh, I think raspberry would be good. Yeah. Um, just a, a maybe blueberry. I don't know. I'm thinking blueberry too with your your uh, blueberry would be really good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are huge berry notes in the the coffee. It's yeah. so distinct when you're drinking Cato, and you it, don't you don't really know it, it. almost catches you by in a good way, catches you by surprise. The, you're saying in the coffee itself, yeah. yeah, especially if you do like a cup at a time pour over. Mm-hmm. I really get yeah. it when I do that. Very mixed like, up Cato. Well, like a like a juniper herb, like juniper rosemary I mean, I or something. The, ooh, I can would, see that. Oh, yeah, touch of coffee there. Yeah, That's interesting. It's a really interesting thought. Um, I think it'd be so. You, Danny, you said the one I was going to suggest. I think if we did like a peppermint mocha Cato. For the holidays, yeah, would be awesome. Uh, or I'll just jump right in. I'll just jump right in. I know. Where, so, I know where you're going, and I won't say it. I don't know that you do know. Oh, I know. Eggnog. Yep. Oh, oh man. Eggnog. That I was, was going to so say good. caramel, maybe. Because you're you're a sucker for an eggnog latte, dude. I love. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I took I took I took Chad the other day. Uh, we had a meeting offsite, and then on the way back in, I was like, "You want to get a coffee real quick?" And it was just it was you know. The a mass coffee place. We don't need to see no free that. ads. Yeah, yeah, no free ads. It was a mass coffee place. It wasn't like a local joint. And I went there specifically thinking they'd have an eggnog latte for the holidays, <laughs> and they did not. But really? I do love, I do love eggnog. We could do eggnog. I, I mean, uh, I know. I don't like know how eggnog. much you'd want to do, but I know you like eggnog. I, I can do. I, I used to drink quite a bit when I was a, a, a kid growing up, but now it's like I'll have maybe a pint a year, and then I'm done. Yeah. Dude, um, I've also tried the vegan eggnog, and it's it's next so good. But <laughs> Ooh, I, had, I had I had no I had oat milk one. I had oat milk. I have oat milk in the yeah, fridge at home. Right oh, I, yeah, I only consume oat milk for. for I milk. had an oat milk eggnog last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's what I thought you meant. I, I, oh. So I made oh, homemade okay. eggnog a couple weeks Delicious. ago. Delicious. I love it. I, so I love eggnog. I'll I'll try all the brands. Do everything. I made homemade eggnog, and it was when it was at that point I discovered I'm the only person in my family that likes eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I drank it all. You had booze in it, though, right? Uh, What's this, it called? Uh, so this particular batch I just drank. In my house, that's booze. just eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I did not add any booze to this one. Yeah. Um, I did take a portion of it and, and put it with coffee. That'd be good. Um, and then I have since bought... Several more. I bought an almond milk one. I bought an oat milk one. I bought just the standard full fat like milk flights. one. It's a flight. A flight. I love eggnog, man. Yeah. I'm going to try that oat milk it. one again. Hey, Bip recommended it to me, just so you know. Okay. Dorothy Lane Market. Uh, uh, ooh, Hertzler's. I'll hit it up. Speaking of no free ads, I shouldn't have said that, but, but listen, that's, that's the best eggnog brand. And, and the only place I've ever it. seen it yeah. is at DLM. I'll give them an ad because they're good partners of ours. For sure. <laughs> yeah, when are they coming to Mason? This portion of the, bo- of the podcast um, is sponsored by their project just got finally approved. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah. So they're by nightly approved. I don't know what that. That'd be great. Um, not that I mean Kroger's great too. Yeah, it's, no, it's just going to be fun. Yeah, they're they're great. <laughs> All of our partners are don't equally amazing. <laughs> they're fantastic. Fantastic partners, also. They really are. They, I'm not laughing really yeah, because they're not. I'm laughing because uh, for those that are listening, I mean, this is, we always say this is an inside track, right? We're we're waiting on information from Kroger that drastically impacts our year next year. So, 
Uh, Kroger, if you're listening, you're a fantastic partner. We're giving you ad space yes. mm-hmm. here on our on our hundreds of thousands of listeners podcast. Right, exactly. I uh, I also, for the record, I, I, this I don't even think this is like a, a original idea by me. I think it's been floated around before. Um, but I think it'd be really cool if we did Cato, but you know we released a mix pack or a four pack or whatever it is, um, but. It utilizes coffee from different regions of the world. I think that would be really cool. If I we think that could be like very cool as well. A Brazilian or a Mexican um, <laughs> and came up with four that we really like. World uh, Cup Cato mm. mix pack. Ooh, Ooh, nice. That'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> we, also, really we also might be flexing a little bit of our of our coffee knowledge with another um, popular beer in January coming up here. Mm. We, oh, it took me a second Ooh. to put two and two together. Me too. Yes, very excited about me that. Me too. Do we want to talk about that or should we wait? I don't. Yeah, sure. I think I think we can talk about this. I think he wants um, to talk about it. Yeah, for for <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, for I mean, we we've always said for those listening, right? You get a little bit of an inside track. Chad, don't don't push the mic away. I'm, I'm giving you credit. No, this was a no. We've already we've transitioned. I had one more flavor for Kato. We've already oh, moved oh, past go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. Go but, ahead. Butterscotch. Butterscotch. Mm. Oof. And beer. Yeah. Be like a butterbeer. It'd be like diacetyl, though. Be like a butterbeer, like a Harry Potter. Yeah, wor- just Werther's. Sit it on some Werther's. <laughs> like butterscotch and coffee go together for me. Listen, it's delicious. I, I, in like my that. head, I can only assume that if you have Werther's originals, that you're 102 years old. Yep, that's me. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> just had my birthday. <laughs> um, yes, happy birthday! By the way, December seventh, right? December seventh, yes. Um. No, so so we can talk about this before we transition out of here, Chase. Sure. So an idea, Chad, that you had uh, a while. So let's just start here. So a beer that all of us affectionately love here and has grown wildly popular over the last year um, is Nocturnal. So our dark lager, um, it's a, a Schwartz beer, um, or as Chase would say, uh, um, go ahead, tell me how it's pronounced. Oh, may the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> so our Schwartz beer, um, nocturnal. Uh, we call it a dark lager just because it's easier for people, uh, and a lot of people don't know what a Schwartz beer is. It's America. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a beer that is like wildly loved inside this building. Um, you know, we always talk about top fives, like nocturnal. Might be up there with like Oktoberfest. It literally um, might be the be- might be the beer that's in the most of our teams' top five. Yeah, I think Oktoberfest and Nocturnal are the two that come to mind of uh, the most wildly, like thoroughly enjoyed beers in this building. Also, like um, what I love is the range that that beer has in terms yeah. of consumers. Like, so my father-in-law Steve Voss, who if you know, you know Steve, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, has grown up his entire life only drinking Budweiser uh, and obviously loves Voss, uh, loves Nocturnal, loves it. Um, it's probably Liz's favorite beer we do. It's oh, in really? my top five. I didn't know that yeah. about Liz, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I was just thinking of her as that, a hophead. Yes, she, way, way less. She was, and when I first moved here in like 2017, she was definitely... Almost obsessed, exclusively obsessed hops. Obsessed with hops, yeah. yeah. And now, now way less. Mm. I think um, that's like the... The yeah, journey the that we've all been on, yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, I like tops a, lo- a lot more, too. Um, you like a lot of things. I have a weird, like, 20-second tangent I want to go on here. Yeah. I have re-fallen in love with You Betcha. It is this just, happens to me every year. It's consistently in my <laughs> fridge now, and because of 
the evolution of that beer, I can have two, three, four, five and not feel like, you know, I'm like weighed down afterwards. The beer is so damn good. God, I love it. All right, yeah. continue. Yeah, it's nice. That, it's I need nice. To get, that wasn't I need, even 20 seconds. I nice. need to get that off my chest. That was good. Yeah. Uh, no, so uh, so Nocturnal's a beer that, um, and, it, and it has a season um, that is around the, the colder months, which we're, we're firmly in Nocturnal beer season. Um, and in, we've, we've talked internally about how do we bring some awareness to this beer. And so one of the things that we are kicking around, and we don't have a date yet, but we're going to have Nocturnal Day here at the brewery, which is um, a day where we will have uh, Nocturnal available, obviously, and then have a couple of variants of Nocturnal available for consumers. And one of those that, Chad, you have thrown out, uh, you've been banging this drum for a long time, was Coffee Nocturnal. And so uh, I believe that's something we're going to execute. One might be raspberry. I don't know. If so yeah, we'll have a couple of different uh, available, but that's something you've been trying to execute for a long time. Well, I think the idea came from so much, so much feedback we get in the market and also down in the tap room. Is people ask like, "Is there coffee in this? Is there chocolate in this?" Because of you know the the brewing process and the notes that you get, the perceived roastiness, and there's a little bit of like uh, like baker's chocolate kind of. Yeah. Um. So. We have to explain to people that, no, we don't put these things in here. But if we did a version of them where we add those, it's just going to multiply and really magnify those flavors that we're already getting from the beer. Yeah, I think it'll be fun, too, because we're planning on having the different adjuncts play with each other as well. Yeah. So if a customer wants to, they can say, oh, can I get 75, you know, roughly, we're not going to measure it, but (laughs) roughly 75% of Cato X with 25% Cato X, and they can have it and try it with it mixed. That's fun. As long as that gets approved with the, the bar staff, I guess. I don't, I don't know. but yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll take that up with them later. Yeah. Or just order two and mix them yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we, I mean yeah. or just ask the bartender. Yeah, that's what, that's, yeah. that was my plan. Yeah. 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 I don't see you a should probably confirm that with your wife first. But Oh, that'll be. Oh, no, they'll go through the, the proper chains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm scheduling a meeting now. Podcast <laughs> to the president. I'm, right down the line. <laughs> I'm really excited the prospect of a raspberry coffee nocturnal. Wait, 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 wait. We did say raspberry coffee. If you, you can blend, blend them blend together, oh, good you point. will get a raspberry coffee nocturnal. And the other yeah. flavor that we're planning will also. I don't want to give that. I don't want to give all of them away, but. Yeah, it's more nocturnal called what? Puffy Vest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm planning on. That's gold jet. I love that. What if, what if somebody listening has a really good idea? Can they let us know? Yeah. They know yeah. how to contact Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. Contact us at Sonder Brewing. Yeah. Or, I, I personally. DMs are open. Yeah. 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 I personally don't care if people come into the, into the bar and say, oh, can I mix these? And I, Oh, yeah. Why not? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Love it. We've, we've had those over the years. Um, I actually think our bartenders kind of get creative with that from yeah. time to time. We're like, they'll mash up some stuff and yeah. it ends up going great. Yeah. My, fa- <laughs> my favorite is Jim Falk had, uh, we had Big John and we had Coconut Tears and he would blend the two of those together and call them Big John's Tears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my favorite blend was uh, Operation Goat. Yeah. It was, was really, really good. Well, that was from the keg line. That was just us, you know, being efficient and pushing 
beer in the line and yeah. having a, a blended keg. Yeah, but I think we liked it so much that we started blending them oh, after I that gotcha. keg. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, okay. Is there anything else you guys want to share about Nocturnal Day or about Cato or Cato the Dude? Did we give a date on Nocturnal Day? No, we haven't We yet. don't have a date yet. Oh, okay. Saying. We're still working on it. I, that, was like a genuine, that was a genuine question for me. I didn't know if we had a date it, locked in yet. We, we have the packaging date. Okay. Finalized, but I know we uh, talked about like mid to late January, so just keep a lookout. Yeah, you know how to follow us. Uh, I'll, I will add one thing about Cato is that it's still today like one of my favorite labels. Mm. Oh yeah, um, but you know it's a shout out to Farian. Yeah, yeah. It's a shout out to Holly Selassie and yeah, yeah, uh, his work that, that that he did for Ethiopian people. With you know. yeah, I agree. Um, all right, should we hit the last segment? Yep. All right, I'm going to start. Go for it. I'm going to go. I love Christmas music. Mm. And we are in prime time Christmas music season. Mm -hmm. Prime time. We're in my very short window of Christmas music time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like a two-week guy. Okay. But I, I love it for two weeks. Okay. Yeah. The person I'm dating is not that case, so I've been listening to it a little bit more. But <laughs> I'm proud of you. Uh, yeah. I'm proud of you. Um, and I respect it. I got no beef with it. It's just I don't really want to listen to Christmas music in November, but uh, I can get behind it. You're one of those guys, huh? Yeah. I just Are you also the, like, no Christmas trees until? No. I My stance on that is, like, however you want to celebrate your holiday and if it makes you happy to decorate, I am not going to, you know, piss in your Cheerios. Um, but I am more of a, uh, like, I'm a Thanksgiving guy. I love Thanksgiving. So, like, and I compartmentalize things. So, like, I only think about Thanksgiving until Thanksgiving. And then once Thanksgiving is done, it's like, all right, I can move on to Christmas then. So We put our tree up this year, I think, on November 10th. Yeah, I got no beef with that. Yeah. If, you and, if you and the kids enjoy that yeah. and it makes your house a little bit more fun, and I am certainly not going to sit here and, you know, kill you for that. Hey, I will say this. We have... It's like a 30-second tangent on my own here. Go for it. It's a positive tangent, though, mm-hmm. much like your You Betcha one. Yeah. We, um, so Disney Plus released uh, this show this year called The Santa Clauses, which okay. is like, the way I understand it, it's a, a continuation, Tim Allen, yeah. The Santa Claus. So they wanted to watch it, and I was like, whoa, you guys haven't watched the movie yet, so we've been watching the movies. Oh, nice. The Santa Claus, the one with Tim Allen, the first one from like when we were kids, that show holds up, by it's the way. It's really good. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Santa Claus 2, still good. Jumps the shark a little bit with the plastic Santa Claus. Mm. Santa Claus 3 with Martin Short and the Frozen guy. Uh, sorry, that's the alarm clock to give my daughter medicine. You're fine. Uh, uh, Santa Claus 3 with Martin Short and Mr. Frost or whatever he is. Jack Frost, whatever he is in that show. That storyline jumps the shark, man. It's bad. <laughs> so Santa Claus 1, still good. Santa Claus 2, good. Santa Claus 3, avoid, and we're going to start the show here soon. We I feel like that's like the nat- natural progression like in movies like that. It's like you're just pushing the bill at that third movie. Maybe, you know? except Home Alone 2 was almost as good as Home Alone 1. Austin Powers and Naked Gun, the third ones were just as good as the original. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that statement. Those are, that those Naked are Gun 33 and a third? Yeah. Was that the third? <laughs> those are certainly like the anomaly, not the trend. 
Um, Bad Boys 3, pretty good still. Okay, that's a great... That, that, okay, I'm just getting... I, my take Ocean's is getting... Ocean's 13? My take good? is getting worse and worse here. Or Ocean's uh, 12. The, the Bad Boys movies are elite. Bad Boys 1 was my first ever rated R movie I saw. <laughs> Nice. It's like the strangest fun fact of all time. Like literally, I was home with my parents on Thanksgiving. We were like looking for a movie, and Bad Boys Two was on. I- immediate watch, like no no words oh, yeah. were even said. It's like all right, we just have to watch this. Uh, White men can't jump was my first rated R movie. Oh, nice. That movie's rated R. Cujo. Yeah. Did you say Cujo? Oh, yeah. Dirty Dancing was. Fine. I don't even know if it was rated R. It might have only been PG thirteen. I think it was only PG thirteen. Why is White Man Can't Jump rated R? I think they say the F word a few times. Okay. I think. Yeah, probably. There's the uh, the Hispanic lady that swears a lot, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. All right, so we've derailed I think you, here. I think you get one F word to be PG-13. I once think so, too. Like, once you say two, it's rated R. I think so, too. And I think I think one one GD. Oh, I've, I've seen a Twitter thread about that. It's yeah. like PG-13 movies that use their one swear yeah. word, and like yeah. it was like ranking. Effectively. Yeah, which, yeah. Like, which ones were the best. I think Ryan Reynolds said it, and welcome to Wrexham. That's very, very funny. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's a great show, by the way. It's good. Um, okay. I kind of want to like Google to see how they're doing, but then don't, I don't. Don't, yeah, don't because I've, right. I've heard it gives some things away. Okay. Because mm. I've wanted to do the same. All right, so mine on all of that. Uh, you know the, the White Christmas, the Drifters version? Mm-hmm. That one? Mm. I, I have to listen to it every day during the holiday season. Uh, yeah, exactly. Dreaming. Yes. That's the best one. So that's mine. That's mine. I would also like us to outro with that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was in. I'm on outro with mine. <laughs> I've never done this before, but now I mean that's that's how much in the holiday season I am. What was it again? Sorry, it's White Christmas by the Drifters. Gotcha. Chase, what about you? What you listening to right now? Well, Clint's been staying, living. I don't really know. He's, <laughs> I feel he's, like he's a permanent resident at this point. Well, he's definitely been living. Yeah, he's living. Yeah, he's, I saw him earlier. There's <laughs> a proof of life downstairs. I think he's downstairs right now. Uh, he's been staying with us, so we always kind of throw back uh, with old, old school country. And yeah, uh, we were listening to Shotgun Willie by Willie Nelson the other night, which I really nice. enjoyed. So. Nice. Jen? Well, I, Chloe's only listening to Taylor Swift right now, so I have to pivot from that a lot. I just go to country and... Morgan Wallen's kind of on there. Sand okay. in my boots. Yep. Nice. Did you get tickets to T Swift and Cincy? Oh no, no. Didn't yeah, get them. It was tough. Got it was tough. Shots. We'll find out on Christmas, Chase. Maybe next year. Huh? <laughs> Santa, Chad. Well, you stole my Christmas genre. Um, well, I mean, there's room for you. I know, but now I just feel like I'm a me also kind of thing. You know. Uh, if it makes you feel better, I'm going to do a big me also here with Jen. So. Okay, um, so "Merry Christmas, Baby" by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, nice. okay, yeah. I'm uh, surprised it's not Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh, I do love that Mariah. I Carey. think last year I'd have to go back and li- we recorded right before Christmas, probably last year or the year before, and I think you did "White Christmas" and I did "Santa Claus is Coming to Town." I think so too. Yeah, <laughs> that tracks. Just you, you should share the 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 photo with like Saunders Facebook. Um, you meeting Bruce? Me, me hanging out with my new best friend, Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. were pretty excited about that, I was, huh? I was really excited. excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to jump in the boat with you, Chad slash Jen. I'm going to do a me also as well. Uh, not a whole lot of people can get me to listen to country music in this type of weather, but Morgan Wallen releasing an EP got me into it. Okay. Um, 
he's like he's very smart like business wise he basically had this song go viral on tiktok for like two months before we re- actually releasing it yep. um so tennessee fan by morgan wallen is i just i'm i'm a sucker for like a unique song story um and I hope that song's true just because it is very, very funny. He's uh, good at that, but it's a good song. Yeah, it's a great yeah. song. And Morgan Wallen's up there for me and potentially my favorite country artist. Top he's, three he's, for sure. He's one of them in the genre right yeah, now. Yeah, he just... He, it's like him and Luke Combs, right? He releases banger after banger. Oh, um, true. I got you. Oh, all right. Go ahead. I also can't hear, so let me know if this is loud. We're here. You can go down a little, though. So not changing the volume any. I was definitely touching the wrong right. down. Sorry. There you go. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. This is a very I mean, come song. on. That was a great song. It's so it good. good. If they, <laughs> so good. Danny, I'm so disappointed you don't have had that. That's okay. I got to listen to this like three more times. When, so. <laughs> when they chime in at the end and it's uh, so good. The drifters are elite. Yeah. All right, well, this is great. Welcome back behind the mics, everybody. Cheers. Cheers to all of you. Happy holidays to everyone listening.